The Lord be with you and also with you. Alleluia. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. In virtual worship, we gather this Eastertide Bach Sunday. Let us worship God in spirit and in truth. The liturgy, music, sermon, and cantata are offered in the praise of God for our virtual congregation through WBUR 90.9 FM and our listenership now and later at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and material support, your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of leadership, ministry, and service in our midst. And as the spirit moves, when one day it is again possible, your presence with us here in worship. Today's service of worship includes, as is our decade-long practice on Cantata Sundays, the dialogue sermon, new this week, recorded Wednesday, April 20th, along with music and liturgy rebroadcast from earlier services. Our heartfelt thanks to Dr. Jarrett for his leadership and his voice shared in the sermon this week. Please also visit our website for information and guidance in this challenging season regarding current pastoral care, ministry, education, program, and service. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it.
May we pray. O God, whose Son, Jesus, is the good shepherd of your people, grant that when we hear his voice, we may know him who calls us each by name and follow where he leads, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. A lesson from the first epistle of John, chapter 3, verses 16 through 24. We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. How does God's life abide in anyone who has the world's goods and sees a brother or sister in need and yet refuses help? Little children, let us love not in word or speech, but in truth and action, and by this we will know that we are from the truth and will reassure our hearts before him whenever our hearts condemn us. For God is greater than our hearts, and he knows everything. Beloved, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have boldness before God, and we receive from him whatever we ask, because we obey his commandments and do what pleases him. And this is his commandment, that we should believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he has commanded us. All who obey his commandments abide in him, and he abides in them. And by this we know that he abides in us, by the spirit that he has given us. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Beloved, I invite you to join me in reading responsively verses from Psalm 23 as the choir sings the antiphon. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely the goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I invite you to rise as you're able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of our gospel. Gospel according to St. John, chapter 10, verses 11 through 18. Glory to you, O Lord. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. 
The hired hand who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because the hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life in order to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. The Christian life is a daily combination of personal faith and social involvement, deep personal faith and active social involvement. While personal faith is not merely individual faith, nonetheless, it is in persons like you that faith is received and known and nourished. There is no hiding here, no hiding behind an unconsidered ignorance, nor behind a well-tempered philosophy, nor behind a mountainous and real hurt, nor behind sloth. Your faith is yours, especially when it is about all you have left to go on. So you will continue, brightened by Easter, to develop and practice your faith. We are not meant to live in Lent. We are meant to live in Easter. The difference Easter makes comes in part by way of a full body embrace of your, of your own personal faith. Let us in Easter spirit embrace the faith we have been given. We know God to be a pardoning God. We hope to be made whole in this lifetime. Knowing pardon, seeking holy, wholeness, holiness, can you creatively and even at some risk work with another whom you think needs your pardon, I beg your pardon, but who may him or herself think you need his or hers? Just how sharp is your faith in its faithful practice of what we pray come Sunday, forgive us as we forgive? Longing for wholeness, can you creatively and even at some risk take up work that you have long left behind, but you know is part of personal faith development, reading, prayer, giving, serving, listening, pardon, wholeness, it is up to you. And here is the faithful Lutheran J.S. Bach, and here he can indeed help us by means of his own example in faith. His own Bible, we have recently been further taught, was laden with notes in the margin, questions, renderings, and ruminations. Personal faith may quicken with personal practices of a new post-COVID sort. In this past year, we, we may have discovered some new measures of resilience, grace, creativity, and love. One may choose to play the piano again. Another may take a language study. One may find a daily devotional reader which sits on a bureau so one can read it while tying a tie. Another may sit in the quiet of the sanctuary for a while, as did Emerson who said, I love the silent church before there is any speaking. One may wander, saunter, 
flaner dans la rue, walking for a bit every day. Exercise is so spiritually central and important to faith. Exercise is so spiritually central and important to faith. Another may start to journal, to record dreams, to record insights, to record angers, and to record escapes. Teaching and learning are spiritual adventures in pursuit of invisibles and intangibles. Or, if nothing else, you can hardly do better than a conversation in loving care with another person of faith, say, over the telephone. One may look hard at her life or actual activity to see whether it becomes the gospel and whether it approximates the very general guidance in the wisdom saying, in singleness, integrity, in partnership, fidelity. At least one, it may be, will choose to listen with weekly discipline to the Marsh Chapel recorded and broadcast service come Sunday. At least one, it may be, will choose to receive as a spiritual practice the beauty of choral music come this and other Bach Sundays. Personal faith may quicken with disciplined personal practices, perhaps of a new post-COVID sort, inspired and empowered by the presence of the Good Shepherd who knows his own and his own know him. Dr. Jarrett, in terms of today's music and text, what witness do you sense Bach brings us of personal faith within the setting of this lovely cantata? Today's cantata is indeed a lesson in faith, assurance, and the promise of God's goodness in our lives. Cantata 69a, Praise the Lord, O My Soul, was first performed on August 15th in 1723 during Bach's first three months as cantor in Leipzig. We have seen in these cantatas not just a remarkable display of compositional craftsmanship, but also an authoritative theological understanding through both the compilation of the, of the libretto and the setting of those texts. Cantata 69a features from beginning to end an exuberant and joyful hymn of praise of God and the good works that enable a life of faith. Opening with full festival forces with trumpets and timpani, Bach sets the words of Psalm 103, verse 2, in a marvelous double fugue. The music is absolutely radiant, brilliant, and brimming with the praise of all God's faithful. With this rich texture, we can well imagine the sound of Wesley's thousand tongues to sing the great Redeemer's praise. For Bach, the gospel lesson of the day was from Mark 7, the account of Jesus healing the deaf man at the Sea of Galilee. As the cantata turns from corporate to personal praise, the soprano and tenor soloists join the voices that witnessed Jesus' Jesus's miracle, proclaiming the goodness of his deeds and the glory of God. The cheerful tenor aria is delightfully scored for recorder and oboe da caccia. Listen for the extended line that Bach writes for the word erzähle, or declare. And like the man whose tongue Jesus loosed, the tenor promises a Gottgefällig singen durch die frohe Lippen, or a God-pleasing singing through joyful lips. With the following alto recitative, we turn inward to remember our human frailty and shortcomings. With further reminder of the gospel lesson, the alto calls on God to utter his mighty epata, just as Jesus did in Mark 7, 34. 
And from the singing of that Aramaic word, meaning be opened, the otherwise syllabic restatives, restative opens to a lovely melody on the words, so wird mein Mund voll danken sein, then my mouth will be full of thanks. The bass aria, which follows, affirms God as redeemer and protector. The believer, hear the voice of the bass, pens himself to Christ's, Christ, to Christ's cross and passion, pledging to praise at all times. In the same way that Christ gladly took up the cross, thereby exalting his passion, we too will rejoice and sing praise in our own cross-bearing and suffering. Note the stark contrast of the lines for Kreuz und Leiden, cross and suffering, with singt mein Mund mit Freuden, my mouth sings with joy. The final chorale echoes the close of Mark 7, proclaiming, he hath done all things well. Was Gott tut, das ist wohlgetan, darbei will ich verbleiben. Because God holds me in a fatherly embrace in his arms, I will let him alone govern me. Confidence, assurance, affirmation, and ultimately, faith to live in freedom and freedom to live by faith. The Christian life is a daily combination of personal faith and social involvement, of deep personal faith and active social involvement. The community of the Gospel of John knew the necessity of nimble engagement of current experience and the saving capacity to change in the face of new circumstances. The community of this gospel could do so because they had experienced the shepherd present here, hic et nunc, here and now. In distress, we hold on to divine presence on word, on the shepherd, here. On the front porch of our beloved Marsh Chapel stands John Wesley, posed in preaching, who reminds us that there is no holiness save social holiness. There is no holiness save social holiness. In the tradition which gave birth to Boston University and to Marsh Chapel, and so to our worship on this and every Sunday, personal faith and social involvement go together and, in truth, are not found except hand in hand. As all of our 55 weeks and Sundays of worship, teaching, fellowship, and remembrance throughout these 385 days of contagion, masking, and vaccine have evinced among us, pistis and polis, faith and culture, go together. Here Bach may help us if especially in the surge of beauty his music showers on us, a sense of grace, and in so doing gathers us as one. The older Lutheran preference for the two kingdoms, Christ and culture and paradox, is at some lesser closeness to the transformational aspiration in Wesley's social holiness. Yet, Bach's very vocational choice to embed himself in congregational musical life is itself a harbinger of transformation. More, the universal regard for the beauty of Bach itself places on the edge of a way forward as a global village. As women and men of faith, we are not free to celebrate faith apart from life or to affirm faith in ignorance of the polis, the city, the culture, the political. The Bible itself is a 66-book declamation of social justice at every turn, by every writer, with every chapter, at every point. 
Moses, Amos, Micah, Matthew, Luke, Paul, all. Try and read the Bible without being confronted, accosted, seized, and shaken by its fierce acclamation of the hope of justice. Real religion is never very far from justice, even though justice alone, a crucial part of the gospel, alone is not the heart of the gospel. The gospel is love, agape, which is more than justice, though not less. You then, in real time, read the newspaper as well as the Bible. You have reason and obligation to be concerned about what you read. You have reason and obligation to be concerned about the persons and personalities driving cultural and political formation. You also have reason and obligation to be concerned about the policies, speaking of polis, which emanate from those personalities and persons, those forms of rhetoric and language and behavior. You have full reason and obligation to be concerned about public good, about the polis, the city, about the forms of culture and civil society across our land, painstakingly built up over 250 years, that are not government and not politics, but are more fundamental and more fragile than both. You have reason and obligation to be concerned about the use of force of any kind, as we have been this past week. For example, our own Boston University president, Dr. Robert A. Brown, faithfully wrote this past week, it is my hope that this trial and the activism and awareness which resulted from Mr. Floyd's death will bring us closer to that elusive equality, certainly as it relates to policing and the threat posed by law enforcement practices in communities of color. I also hope his legacy and the legacy of the many other black people who have lost their lives to police violence helps to illuminate and, and redress the many other racial injustices which continue to afflict our society. These tragic deaths cast a bright and honest light on every form of racial antipathy, and I hope this energy carries into the fight we are having today to secure voting rights for people of color, to stand up against every other manifestation of racism around the world. So, beloved, let us run the race set before us. So, as a runner say, you have reason and obligation to be concerned about the route itself. Run with joy the race set, but neglect not to engage by precept and example the social support, the cultural forms required for the race. Like our beloved Boston Marathon, which we have not celebrated now for two years, but we may honor in imagination this very morning, today. The route, the roads cleared, the police, the first responders, the supporting cheerers, the rules and traditions, the many thousands standing by you and standing with you and standing for you. Personal holiness is the run. Social holiness is the route. Personal holiness is the run. Social holiness is the route. They go together. The Christian life is a daily combination of deep personal faith and active social involvement. So our song this Lord's Day is just this. Ah, would that I had a thousand tongues. I would that, would that my mouth were empty of idle words. Ah, would that I said nothing other than, that, than what was geared to God's praise. 
then I would proclaim the highest goodness for all my life he has done so much for me that I cannot think, thank him in all eternity. Amen.
Hals hinsinkt mein Mut mit Freude. Dearly beloved, let us pray. Gracious, loving, holy, we offer this our gift of money 
a symbol of our time, energy, resources, and commitment. Bless and multiply this gift, we pray, that our giving may become receiving, and our receiving may become giving, in the beauty and mystery of your life within us and through us. Amen. the sun so warm and bright on you, your darkest night a star shine through, your dullest morn a radiance brew, and when dusk comes, God's hand to you. The blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be and abide with each one of us now and always. Amen. <laughs>